Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Get Hyped. Woo! Um, we took a little week off in the, before that, and I'm sorry if you missed out on the next episode, but we're here to talk about the last two episodes of Game of Thrones and what's going on in the next final season finale of Game of Thrones. I'm Andrew, and here again with me is Miss Caitlin. I am the mother of dragons, um, or the mother of a guinea pig. Named, and I'm, I'm Kate. <laughs> that was the worst introduction I've ever done. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, but yeah, I'm Kate. I'm back again for another episode of Game of... I mean, the review of Game of Thrones part... With the two-parter? We're doing two, well, two episodes? Well, accumulation of okay. what we miss. Okay, because I, I, I'm still a little emotionally scarred over this past week's episode, so... Yes, it was, it was intense. It was crazy. There are some questionable moments by characters and plot devices, but we're going to talk about all about that, and there is simply one episode left until we're... Oh my god! Gone from a, a, over a year, maybe a year and a half before next season. So. Is that really what they're going to do, though? That's are they really, really what they're going to do. They're going to so. make us wait? So we're going to have like to find something else to talk about for the next year, because... Oh, like what are we going to talk about? Corn I'm growing? I'm going to be out of content. They're putting me out of a job right after I started. Um, How dare they! But let's let's. Where are my dragons, <laughs> my well, lawyers? Let's recap. Um, yes, briefly. Let's, let's go back. Take it back to episode five, which was titled Eastwatch, which featured a uh, surprisingly not a lot amount of Eastwatch. Um, I know I kept calling it Westworld. Like in my head, I was like, "Oh, this is Westworld episode," and I was like, "No, that's an that's entirely a different, different show." show. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Unless they're all merging together. But um, the the main takeaway out of Eastwatch, which I think was probably my least favorite episode, maybe in the entire series. Um, wow. Yeah, it was. It was the first time. There's been well, it just the elephant in the room that there has been a. A large amount of criticism, both from professional critics and the fan base, that the pacing has begun a little crazy. Um, I wanted the whole episode just be like, because they like got everywhere so quick. I wish I could get places that fast. And the, the get around part, I don't really care about because you got you got to think back. Got to push the story. George R. R. Martin has been going on five, six plus years. Not getting the six books out, and you can't contribute all of it to him being a slow writer. It's obviously he doesn't know how to get these characters together, and that's what's taking him so long. And do you think that's true though? Do you really think I he think has no idea? I think he's stuck. Either he just doesn't care, and doesn't which I wa- doubt, doesn't want to finish the book. Um, but does he really have to care? He, he's a slow writer, but I don't think he's six... He makes so much money. He's so famous. He has these well, yeah, great then, characters. Then he doesn't he really, care. Yeah, like, does he really need to worry? I don't think he needs... He's not like a starving artist but I don't, that's like... I don't think it's a lack of caring. I think he is generally stuck, and he doesn't know how to... He dug himself. How to wrap... Get everyone back, and everyone spread out across the country of... The, Westeros and Essos, and no one knows how... He doesn't know how to get them together without making it sound believable. And the luxury with a writer is he can take that time. Right. Showrunners of David and Dan can't do that. They have to speed things up. This show has a definite ending. HBO, I'm sure, would keep it going on for as long as they could, but they clearly don't want to do original content, so they're just like, let's just finish this. Let's take the shots, get them where they need to go, because the ending's got to be worth it. So that aspect, I don't mind. And these last two episodes, though, there were some questions just beyond the pacing, just... 
why why do this why tell the story like this thing i've been defending these guys for a while and this is like the biggest thing here which the plot point of episode six was is that they need to go beyond the wall <laughs> to capture a dead guy bring it back to convince cersei that the army is real and to get cersei to be on their side and even saying that it's like huh what? Huh? what like yeah. There's so many bizarre things about it. Never mind the fact that they're going to try to... Their, their plan, which somehow miraculously worked, was to single out one dead white, bring it, and bring it back, which they were able to do. But then somehow this is going to convince Cersei to stop being evil and work together. Like, it's not going to happen. Right. And it's stupid for Tyrion to think that. I mean, my, my biggest concern with that, too, was that Cersei already has a quote-unquote dead person. Right. She has the mountain. So, like, I don't think she really needs convincing that, like, this... I, I don't know. I, I feel like, honestly, it was... I mean, I would have written things differently had I wrote, read the, wrote the show, but I don't, I don't write the show, and the people who do, I know have a plan to do so. Um, but I think that um, it was really a way to get all the characters together in one place for the finale, which is yes. what it looks like it's going towards now. And also to have a pretty epic battle sequence yes, I mean, for that, the next season, it, episode. It, it so. seems where they're, where they're going is spectacle over story, which is going to upset a lot of Game of Thrones people because they've always been favored for story over spectacle. Um, but and, it also, like, you have... People who aren't right. Into I mean, Game of Thrones still, who at the end of the day, there is six episodes left in this entire TV show. Are you going to stop watching it now? Is, is, I mean, if you're that upset about it, maybe you should. <laughs> I mean, I I think that yeah, it's either, people put a lot of time into this on that on their show and on their team, and they made they they can. This is what gets me. They consistently do really really great episodes. And regardless of storyline or, or whatever, but like they have to they have to craft the story in a certain way to get it to a digestible place so that you can do seven episodes and also keep it virtually a linear story for the people who aren't so obsessed with Game of Thrones. Like you right. need the people who are just like, Oh, I like the show. I'm really happy it's back. You know, me and you are I would consider us to be pretty super fans about Game of Thrones and a lot of people out there are. They're very, very into it. But the majority of people, they just watch it because they like it. So like it's hard it's hard to say. I mean, do I think that the pacing was like crazy and that there are certain plot points that were like really? Um, definitely. But I think all in all it was they're both very good episodes. In this episode it made me wonder because you know, they there's a seven season a seven episode season, next season's gonna be five episodes. And you know, they're saying beforehand, they're like, Oh, you know, we we wanna focus on the plot, you know, we're gonna get straight to the end and that's what we're gonna do. And it, it seemed as they went along that they actually they didn't want to write any more original content. You know, they were they were hired to do an adaptation of the books, and I'm sure they're a little upset that now they have to do an original content. And this right. is not Are you talking about the showrunners? Yeah. Okay. And they have to do original content now. It's something they they you know they got their bullet points from George R. R. Martin. So this is what's gonna happen. Things like Hodor is is gonna die and things like this. Aww. So you you gonna tell me things like this? This is what the show is gonna happen. How you're gonna get to these spots? Have fun. Good luck. I'm not gonna tell you. Right, um, right. Like you, you have that really good analogy about like the toys. 
Yeah, well, George George Martin left his toys scattered around the playroom, and now they they gotta go pick up the pieces and set back where they left off. So, I, I cut them some slack and a lot of things like that because one, I'm not a professional screenwriter and TV scriptwriter, so I'm not one to judge and how do you gonna do things. However, there's some things that yes. I I just can't fathom why they did that. Um, there's some things they could have done so differently. It would have had the same amount of time. It would have just been different. Would have, uh, what I miss from the show, honestly, is I miss the plant and payoffs. I miss, like, oh, that's why that happened. You know, like, that. Yeah. the show was notorious for that. Like, you would see something, not really understand it, and then, like, episodes later, it would be revealed why you saw it. Everything had a point. And now I feel like there's just so many, like, well, we don't really know what to do with this character, and we're really trying to get to the end game, which is, like, the battle, the long night. We have to get the White Walkers over the wall in some way. So like, I feel like they're just, like, tossing characters right. left and right, where it's just like, but, like... And what the show... I think what the season <clears throat> started to do very good was to get the fear back that any character could die. Because I think with season six, that kind of left. And it's like, even during the Battle of the Bastards, it's like, well, I know John's not going to die. He just came back to life. And it's just like... And this season, it kind of came back. But episode four, with Jamie and Bron and Danny and Drogon, I was like, oh, man, any of them could die. And then they didn't die, which was like, okay, I, I get it. And then with this episode, I was dead certain that probably only two of them were going to get out there. And then they, they played it up with, with Tormund, and they played it uh. up with John even, and you, you really believe that they're going down. And again, they don't go down. And in a way, I was, I was really... Ho- not that I wanted him to, because I enjoyed the character, but... I really kind of wanted Tormund to die. I'm so happy he didn't die. But it, it would bring back that dramatic pull that the show has done before. Like, right. with the Red Wedding. and that with agonizing. Yeah, like, like you, you don't think it's going to happen. Even when it's happening, and part of you is like, no, no. He's, and then if they actually pulled him under the water, or it kind of went out jaw. I thought it was going to happen like Jaws, and they are just going to split his, his torso right in half. Like, Ugh. right down the middle. And I was like, oh, that would have been crazy. And then... He gets picked up and he's fine. It's just like, mm, okay. Well, the hound saved him. Right. Which I think was a, was a good kind of character point for the hound. Because prior, you know, it, it shows shows that the hound really is a kind of a different guy. Right. Than he was when we first in, were introduced to him. And I, I mean, I just, I love the hound and I love Tormund. So to see the two of them together was just so much fun. And I was happy that Tormund didn't die because he's, like, my favorite character. And but I was, like, crying. But that's what about. You, but like, nobody's safe. And I know, you need to we're so ex- close. You need to accept the fate of your character because they might die any second. And the fear was there. Um, but if they keep on having these near misses, the fear has got to be escaped completely um, via plot armor. It's just going to be like, okay, well, they survived eight times before. They're going to survive this time. So... Who knows? Next episode, definitely, I think a lot of people are going to be going out. Um, yeah, I think some pretty major characters are going to go. But with the last, the thing that bothered me the most was just production quality. With like, on a positive note, the the uh, scene settings and um, costume design and performances were amazing. This, oh Emil- my god, Amelia Clark gave a great performance. Probably the rest of her whole acting career on Game of Thrones. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. We need to take a pause for a second. Can we just re- 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 rewind that tape for a second? When you said that Amelia Clark was wonderful, I seem to remember you saying, oh, I don't really like her right. as an actress. Right, I've been very critical on her performance before, so this was very nice to see. Um, 
I, and I think uh, you know a lot of this was shot on location in Iceland. If you haven't seen beautiful, like, ah, if you haven't seen the behind the scenes footage of how they did this, it's just, it's just crazy. Like they're just walking through glaciers, and they're even saying people aren't going to think this is real because the color is too blue. And I mean, the only thing that was not actually shot on location was the the actual fight scene on the rock, which was done in a parking lot. And they it wasn't even like the green screen there was only like the sky and to get stuff in the background. And obviously the dismembered bodies that were attacking them, right? But like the the ice was just was just was just painted over a concrete parking lot to make it look slick, and it, that was it. And it's like so everything was really well done with that. Um, but on the negative side, there was just some visual aspects that I just don't understand what they were thinking. And one of the one of the things that stuck out with me from the, the second I some of it something I picked up maybe on the second and third time watching it something that stuck out with me from right away is. When R.I.P. Dragon, um, wait, 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 Viserion wait. takes a good old spear to the side. Let's take a moment. <laughs> Viserion, you were a great character. And now you are... Alive again. Alive <laughs> on the other side. And this is going to be so sad. <laughs> okay. Woo, woo. <laughs> um. Yes. I mean, I, I like that the dragon went down. Um. I thought one had to happen, and the ex- oh. and the um <laughs> the the uh, effect of the dragon, like it was a oh, crazy. It was so like, cool. There was like blood oozing out of him, like it was like lava. Black like lo- yeah, oh, it was really so cool. cool. Him hitting the ice was really awesome. Hit the eye closing, falling. Oh my in. god, that was all really cool. Special effects team this 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 year. My god, step up! Like it was so good, so good. Oh, buenísimo. However. All that praise aside, let's take a, a, a fact here, and I don't even know who's the blame here, if it's the screenwriters, the director, oh, or or the cinematographer, <laughs> because you see the Night King get his spear out, <laughs> he's aiming it dead on at Drogon with every single important hero on Drogon, and all of a sudden he veers a little bit to the right to see Viserion flying around and goes for the much harder target to hit. And I, I, I've seen it three times now, and for the life of me, I can't get why he's going to do it. I, I read somewhere that one reason, which is probably the most plausible reason, is that he's got to go for Drogon, and then he looks up and sees Viserion barbecuing all of his men, and it's like, oh, well, this might be the bigger threat. I don't want half of my army to be incinerated. Let me take out this guy first, and then I'll take care of the stationary one. Which makes a little sense, but I think that also should have been shown more. I know what he did. He wanted to kill, he saw Daenerys on Drogon, was going to aim for him, and then saw the other dragon. He, this guy, the Night's King, is not a good guy. And he's like, he's, he knows, he knows that he could just go and dominate. Because there's no way, like no one, like he knows, he is, he's the alpha dog right now. And he looks at Daenerys and, and he sees that she's distracted and he consciously throws it at her son. You know, because it's her her baby, and he throws it to show her, like, look at what I'm gonna do to you. Right, I'm gonna start it now. I'm not gonna kill you one because, I mean, let's be honest. If he threw it at Drogon and killed them all right then, we'd have no seventh seat at uh, eighth right. season. But it's just something that we shouldn't be put in that situation. Like, it, it could have been gone so many different ways. Like, if it, oh, like, it could have gone. Like, it could have been that 
um, he was gonna throw it at Jorgan, and he saw his Viserion flying at him, and he goes, oh, I gotta rechange my position. Viserion could have dove in front of the, the shot and took it to save oh, Daenerys. that would have been nice. He, like, he, sacrificed himself. He could have had Bran somewhere warg into Viserion and yeah, take the, the shot. what the heck like, is up with Bran? Where is so, he? There's, there's a lot that it's just like, why did they do it like that? It doesn't make any sense. And, and lastly, there's some great... Like, I'm trying to hold off too much criticism because... And wait, because there could be a greater plan going on here, and it just hasn't gotten to before. Um, but as of right now, it's like, well, why? 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 Yeah, I mean, I think right right now, as I read that scene, I think that it show it just really shows how the night King, night king has no mercy, and that he is willing to fight because there were a lot of times where he really could have killed them all. Like it wasn't like. He had no chance. He was standing there all coy and all like off to the side. Like I'm, I'm, you know, he, to me, he's like the ultimate boss. It's like the boss doesn't step in until he feels he has to, or she has to. And he's like the ultimate boss. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to get involved until I have to get involved. He gets involved and he's kind of like, you know what? I don't want to kill everybody yet because I want a fair fight. I want this to be a fight. My army is clearly being decimated, demolished with this dragon, let me kill him. And let me make his mother, who's standing on the other dragon, completely heartbroken. But also, at the end of the day, if you're, if you're, we don't know what their goal is. Is it to annihilate everyone? But if that, if that is their goal, why not, dominance. why not go after the key leaders? You know, take out all the generals and because the commanders. Because they want to fight. This kid wants, wants to fight. But he wants to kill him. So then throw the spear at him and they're dead. Like I, I, don't. I, I think he wants a fight, and I think he was like, you know what, we we let us get to your territory first, and really start to pro- make problems, you know. A, 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 a lot of it feels like um, <laughs> a lot of it feels like they did it because the script says so. Um, I said this back in the in the first episode of the podcast before the season started that I was like. I can't for the life of me think of a reason why John would go beyond the wall when they know what's out there. They're protected by the wall. Why would they do that? Um, and it turns out the reasoning to go behind the wall was incredibly stupid. Um, and I, that, I, that I just don't get. It's, it's in contrast to with Hardhome back in season five. John's going beyond the wall. He doesn't go in the books. Um, and he goes beyond the wall in the show because he needs to convince the wildlings to go. He can trust them. Only the... Lord Commander can convince these people that the Night's Watch won't kill them if they come through the wall. Um, it makes sense, and they weren't expecting to get ambushed. And this doesn't make sense. And and then there's just certain things that happen that it seems like it has to happen because this like you know he, sh- he aims winds up at the shot with the Drogon and then takes every Syrian because it says so, or John gets separated at the end because. The script says he marches forward. Like, what? why? Like, it's things like that. It's just like... Um, but I will say what was interesting is um, it did a very good job of convincing me that this was going to actually be the final battle with the White Walkers. Um, right. You know, Barrack was like, he's the one that we have to go to. Then when Drogon goes down, John's staring down the Night King, and it's like, are they going to do this right now? Like, is this going to be the end of the subplot with the White Walkers? Is it just going to be Cersei? Like, I really thought that for a second. Um and then I was wrong. But I think coming off that episode, next episode is going to wrap up Cersei's story. You think I, she's going? I think I think next season is going to be strictly White Walker-y. Um, See, I don't know. 
I don't know. I thought that too, but now I don't know. Now I'm not sure if they're going to do some more subplot stuff because even this episode wasn't all White Walker. Right. But it was a whole subplot. They got to they gotta focus more on that because we don't really know anything about it. It's six seasons and five books, and we don't know anything about the White Walkers, what their motivation is, what you know, any, anything like that. Um, we need and some. And I feel like we need some to understand. You need to understand your enemy if you want to defeat him. Um, so ah, might, quoting the episode, we there. might we might learn through the characters more about the White Walkers, which would be really interesting. Um, but as Tyrion said in the last episode, the Cersei is most likely laying a trap for them when they go to this this meeting the next season, next episode. Game ball. Obviously, hell is gonna break loose, and something I was very excited with from the minute. I was like, oh, wait a second. The hound survived, and he's going south. Get, oh my get your air God. horns ready, because the game bowl is going on. Um, and I am... This, this is not going to... I'm going to lack for words. This is not going to go well for, for any, anyone. anyone. <laughs> and also, you, you gotta you got to understand... You just got to keep on telling yourself, the reasoning behind all this is stupid. Is is stupid for them to go to Cersei say here's a dead guy, become good. It, it's stupid, 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 stupid. Once you accept the stupidity, and embrace it, embrace the stupidity, and just be like, all right, what what's next? You can kind of get past it. And they, this episode did a good job. I, I feel the showrunners have to know how stupid the plan was. And this this past episode did a good job of. Embracing the stupid, like, kind of forget the stupidity. There's, there's a lot of awesome stuff, a lot of awesome conversations with, like, Jorah and John and John and, and Tormund and Beric and Jorah, and just all those conversations were really, really good. I wanted and, more of that. Yeah. I wanted more conversations Which, between... It, it felt the, more like the rest of the, the previous seasons, because yeah. I had room to breathe, which is something this season hasn't had yet. Which just further makes me think they should have had ten episodes. You just could have just drawn out these talking scenes. You forget about the pacing. You could have that still be crazy, but you could have them talking. You could have more. John's coming up to the wall with with um, uh, Gendry and and uh, which and the Tor- not Torment wouldn't be there, but Gendry and Jorah and um, and Davos, and they could have some conversations. There. Then they could be at the wall and have some conversations. Then they, like all that adds up, and you could easily get ten episodes out of that. Um, so, but we got what we got, and... We get what we get, and we don't get upset. I think the, the two main... Th- yes. <laughs> <laughs> the two main things out of next season, next episode, are going to be the conversation at the Dragon Pit, I think that's what it's called, um, where they're going to have their armistice, which it, it's not going to go well. Someone's going to draw first, first blood, and it's going to be all free-for-all. Everyone will be shooting everyone. And I think Cersei's going down. And then, hopefully by Jamie. Um, and then the other plot is with mm, stupid sisters, Sansa and Arya. And what they're... <laughs> that is The Stark family least, bunch. <laughs> I, I've read some defending arguments with this, but as of right now, the Arya being... Uh, I'm in the. I seem to be in the minority here, but I think Arya is being way out of line with everything that she's doing. Um, a lot of people think that Sansa's being out of line and should listen to more to Arya. But, like, Arya's being very hypocritical as of right now because she's like, oh, you can't serve a Lannister. I would, I would die before I would serve a Lannister. 
Arya, wake up. You were Tyrion, Tywin's cupbearer in season two. Like you yeah, literally, right? Like, you literally poured her wine. And you're, she was giving uh, Jack and crap about it in season two. It's like, oh, you're, you're surfing with them. And she's like, I'm surviving. And he's like, I'm surviving. And, like, she did the same exact thing. And now she's giving Sansa crap for it. Like, unless this is all some... I'm trying to hold off judgment again because we're going to see what happens in the next episode. So unless this is all some elaborate plan to, to defeat Littlefinger... It's got to be stupid. I have to say, <laughs> to quote my favorite line from Star Wars, it's a trap! Yes. I think it's a giant trap. I think I think Arya and Sansa are so in on this, and I think they're trying to somehow corner Littlefinger to just be like, listen, you cannot... And I'm, I'm waiting, waiting, waiting for Sansa's line, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. I think she's going to say that right as she stabs Littlefinger. Because she's going to be like, you can't come between me and my siblings. We are strong together. And we know that each other. we have each other's back because we're Starks and we're strong. And Winter is here. Ugh, like, stabbed to the chest. Or something like something like that. Because, like, oh, Littlefinger, I'm just done with him. That's what I, I sincerely hope is going to happen. Oh, I think so. It's but so I've been, like, predictable. But I I've been so wrong. I think everyone has been so wrong. If you remember last season, where Arya strolling around, knowing that the entire organization of hidden assassins are out to kill her. And she's just strolling around downtown Bravo, slinging her money around, being like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to And then she gets stabbed, and is shocked that she gets stabbed. And then the episode ends, and all, instantly there's all these theories. It's like, Arya would never do this. She never, like, she's been so much trained. She would know better than to walk around downtown like this. This has got to be some elaborate plan, blah, 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 blah. Turns out, no. She was just that stupid <laughs> and careless, and she got stabbed in the gut and nearly died. And, and so, then lived, though. And then lived, like it was nothing. So a part of me is like, yeah, there's some. they wouldn't do this, obviously. There has to be some elaborate plan. But the part of me is like, well, they let me down once before. Like, <laughs> who knows what they're going to do this Fool time. Fool me once. Shame on me. Yeah, so, um, but I also, I don't know. Like, either, I mean, they, they brought up the fear um, that either Sansa or Arya could die. It's a fear I don't really care about because at this point. Oh, I do. At this point, I've been exhausted by Arya and her, her crazy hypocritical nonsense and craziness yeah. and if she dies, I really don't care unless she has a moment of clarity before her death. But yeah, because she's been kind of like a really bad sister. I feel like she's been like a really like like I kind of feel I've always felt sorry for Sansa. Like I've always been the one that kind of empathized with her because I just feel like I feel like she out of all the Stark children, she has the most sense, but she also has the most dream. Like she she's always like dreaming about a better life, and she's had horrible things happen to her, and not with magic, so not with the training with assassins, or not becoming the three eyed raven, or not dying. You know, like she managed to get her house back. She managed to get the house right. back. She managed to like be a really good leader, and like I don't know, I'm I'm. I like Sansa, and I don't really know where I was going with this. I kind <laughs> well, of lost like, my train of thought. I, I think where Arya's getting from is, like, you're not doing anything. You're just kind of stalling the lords in the north. You're like, oh, John will be coming back eventually. She'll be coming back. Um, and I, I think Arya's like, what the hell? Like, you're in charge now. Like, do something. Like, don't just be like, oh, John will come back eventually. Like, he's not coming back. John has surrendered the north to Danny. Right. Without consulting anyone in the north, 
I don't think he'll be stopping at Winterfell on the way back. So literally, the North does not know that they they're now sworn legions to Daenerys, and meanwhile, Sansa's just like, oh, he'll be back. And they, who, how long has he been gone? The, with the timing, we don't know. It could be a year. Um, I think she said she hasn't heard from him in weeks. Yeah, That's but she said doesn't the... she still know how long it's been total? Right. It could um, be like technically half a year. Because. You know? But this, but this last episode, something that was not explained at all, and people online have kind of done the math, but, like, no one knows how long they're exactly behind the wall for, and everyone's like, oh, it took way too soon for Gendry to get back. Um, and then someone did the math, which you could argue if it's true or not. They, like, they said how long that, that some, I don't know where his credentials are, but it seemed to be very po- widely believed, you know, how long it took for the ice to melt over for, for, uh, the walkers to get across. Someone brought up the airspeed velocity of a raven with given winds. It was, it was, it was way out Wow. There. Someone um, needs to get a hobby. And <laughs> they said it would take four days for all of that had happened. From the minute Gendry left them to the minute Daenerys arrived, they were stuck in that rock for four days. Which makes sense. The, you know, Thoros dying and all that stuff. It, it makes sense. But... Th- there could have been one line of dialogue in there. Jorah could have been like, we only brought enough food for three days. Like, doesn't matter if we survive this, we're not going to make the walk back because we only brought enough food for three days. Like, this, one yeah. little line of dialogue could have... Or, like, they could have said, like, do you think they get tired? It's like a joke. And the other guy could have been like... Uh, like, the hound could have been like, I think they get tired. And then, like, uh, John could have been like, well, they haven't moved in four days. You know, it's not like... One little throwaway line. Four days, and then he throws the rock at them. Like, that would have been an interesting... Instead of just, like, the hound being, like, so stupid. I I liked him throwing the rock. No! I I like the slow little... Like, it shows how stupid the army is, and they're just like... Well, Well, they're dead. We're waiting... Yeah, like, they're they're, they're mindless zombies. They're like, we're waiting until we can move. And it's like... It reminds me of the Lord of the Rings when they they hit the arrow with the Yurikai. And they're just like, hey, wait a second. Charge! (laughs) And it's like... Yes, the rock. The la- like, this slow little. It, it was. It was hilarious. Like, it was like, funny. He looks down and he's like, hmm, hmm, okay. And he starts walking. Like, <laughs> takes I like a that. step down. Because um, then he's just like, oh, oh. Um, but yeah. So where was I? Oh, Sansa. Um, <laughs> oh, Sansa. Yeah, her doing like. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's next episode's gonna be like ninety, like eighty something minutes. No, uh, it's gonna be seven, awesome. seventy minutes. I don't know. It goes to like nine to ten twenty-five, something like that. So an hour and twenty-five minutes, almost almost the length of a movie. And then also give and take, just probably gonna be the the intro credits is like a minute and a half, and the, the open the before previously on Game of Thrones is probably gonna be five minutes long. It's probably it's gonna be like a, an hour twenty. There's probably gonna be a three minute trailer for Ballers before the episode starts. <laughs> the credits is probably gonna be five minutes long with all the special effects. So really, it's gonna be an hour long. Um, but, Maybe not. Maybe but it will be an hour twenty. Hoping there's some more room to breathe with the dialogue. I mean, it looks like it's gonna be a dialogue heavy episode, yes. which ends on an epic spectacle, which I'll be really excited for because that's what that's what um the loot crate episode. What was that called? Um. Spoils of War, what that one was about. It was like all dialogue until the end. This one was pretty much all dialogue until the end fight, and then, which is coming their best episodes. Like Hard Home was all dialogue before the fight scene. Right. Battle of the Blackwater was all dialogue before the fight. Um, the Wall was all dialogue before the fight, and, it, and so, so it's kind of like this build up of really good dialogue between the characters. Now you're having 
everyone in one spot. You I can, know. You can Jamie, Giant Cersei, party. Danny, John. I don't know who else is going to be there. Probably Beric and the, the Hound get hyped. Um, and do, 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 we do, need do, to do. see something with the mountain. He hasn't been like he's yeah, been so lame. Here's what I think it's going to happen. Is eventually, Cersei's just going to be like enough is enough and send the mountain like just basically sick him. And the mountain's going to come forward and just start slaughtering people. And hopefully, we get some big deaths. Barrack goes down, Tormund goes down, maybe even like Bronn goes down. You really don't um, like I Tormund. Want, <laughs> I want me to be devastated again, like I was. You were devastated with Viserion? That was that was great, but also I couldn't get the stupidity out of my mind of why he went down. Oh, I was um, cry. I cried. I will come out and say I cried during it very unexpectedly. I'll cry when a, a, a human actor. Portrayal <laughs> is killed. Well, not, Thoros died. Not yeah, and that was cool. But at the same he time, froze to death. At the same time, it's Thoros, and I feel like that more of the Brotherhood should have been there who died, not just random Star Trek red shirts who also seem to be just kind of popping up. I know. It's just like at one like, point, was that guy the whole time. One point, I said to you, I was like, "Oh, they killed the last one. Now there's no yeah. more red." And then another one showed up and got killed, and I was like, "Wait, he where?" Was like, no, where my are they, brother. Where are they like, coming who from? Are you? But see, that's what. Like, a couple of, a little bit more of exposition to see those people. We would have cared about them. Right. They wouldn't have been the red shirts. They would have been the characters we cared about. Um, and all, it really only takes one to two lines of dialogue to learn, oh, he has a family. Oh, he has this. Oh, yeah, he has like what that. they did with the, the wildling the lady. Or the wildling lady uh, oh. at Hardhome. Yes. Like she's, yes. You, you get a little bit more with her. She's she's probably got 50% of the episode in this scene. But and, that was great. But you also, you think she's, you also know from the start she's going to die. She's still a red shirt. But it's gonna be that she's going down. Um, but yeah, I could I could use some more connection with the random people dying. So that's why I hope in this next episode, and I'm you know ninety percent sure the mountain is gonna be killing people. That he goes after not just random bodyguards of Danny and John. That he's actually going after key points and someone important has to die. Either it, it, it's Thor, it's either uh, Beric or or even Gendry or. Um, Maybe even Bran or Davos or not Bran, um, Bran, Bran or Davos or heck, maybe Davos, even no. the even the Hound gets killed. Because no. maybe at first the Hound's like, I'm not gonna fight him. He's my, like he still got that fear of his brother and maybe something like that. And then he kills someone important, like he kills Davos or someone cool, and he's just like, what the heck? I gotta step up and stop this. So maybe. That'd be a nice defining moment for the Hound. You know, he's like, I get, maybe there's there's dragon fire, and he's, he's super scared, and the mountain's behind the fire, and he's like, I'm not going in there. There's my brother who pushed me into fire, and there's the actual fire itself. Um, right. And then maybe he's like, I I gotta, because it almost seemed that they were gonna do that, but he's gonna he's gonna try to save bear, uh, Thoros from the polar bear, and then the polar bear is on fire, and the Hound just standing there like a scared little boy. And right, like, he what, still hasn't, like... When's he going to have his, his arc of this? He's, he's a nicer guy now, and so he's had that sort of arc, but he hasn't defeated this character flaw that he has a tremendous fear of fire. Um, so, that'd be cool to see. Obviously, I think the dragons are going to be in this next episode. You think Danny's going to come with the dragons? I mean... Because the Unsullied and the uh, yeah, Dothraki are there. Everyone's going to be there. It would make sense just to lay all your cards on the table. I mean, also... Not to have them land because then they're easy targets for the scorpions. Um, for the so, who? Oh, like the scorpion bolts. Um, I was like, who are the scorpions? Another gang? <laughs> they're the Sand Snake Sisters. Oh, um, yeah, she's still there too, right? Well, who knows? Presumably, who still cares? in the cell. Who cares? Um, Poor Dorn. Like Dorn didn't. I don't know. 
It's, they, they didn't a do part a of me wants to like cut the door and be like, "How is like the culture doing? I'm, who, yeah. Who's in charge right <laughs> who's now? Who's leading Dorn? Because um, they were like, whatever. It, it, it's almost kind of important because George Martin has said it doesn't snow in Dorn usually. Like almost never does they get, do they get snow. Obviously, this winter is probably going to be different, but like they're probably the main producer of food during the winter. So you think they like. Maybe in the books we'll see that, what's going on with Doran. Obviously, the plot's also very different than Doran. No one is dead yet. The prince isn't dead. The, the, so, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a me, whole different Don't get me started way. on the Doran subplot. Yeah, we won't bring up the Doran subplot. But, um, yeah, so, what, so you don't think Cersei's going down next episode? I don't know. I think that she has a little weight. Like, she has, she has too much plot right now because, like, she alluded to the fact that she's pregnant. She is the queen. She's also pretty unstoppable. And it's been shown that she's a really amazing military strategist like her father. So, and she's also pretty crazy. So I think with all of that, plus like, I think, I think the viewers love to hate her. I think regardless of how many people are like, oh, I can't stand Cersei. I want her to get, go off the show. I can't wait till she dies. I think a part of it is still kind of like... Kind of like Littlefinger, like how are they still around? Like I think, I think, I think we're gonna see Cersei for a little bit more. Or if Cersei goes, I hope she has an epic. It's gonna death. be Jamie struggling because I, I, I think what's gonna happen is Jamie is gonna convince her we we can't we can't attract we can't attack them. This has to go peaceful because Jamie miraculously already believes Tyrion about the army of the dead. Yeah, a um, whole other thing. I'll tell you in secret from the <laughs> viewers because we don't have a plot. Like, <laughs> um, So once once they show to him the, the dead soldier, Jamie might be more on board with it. And then Cersei might be like, by the way, I'm going to burn everybody here. And so Jamie's just going to be like, in in the chaos of everything, maybe Danny Cersei has like a pit of dragon fire. She's gonna unleash on everyone, and Jamie's just like, enough's enough. We need to stop these White Walkers, and then he kills Cersei. I would be totally on board for that to happen, um, and I think they could pull it off in all in one episode. I could see it now too. Like I can see like they walk up to the pit, and she's sitting there with like a little smirk, her Lena Heedy perfect smirk, and um, like resting uh, resting bee face, and. Um, and I can see them walking up and saying, like, we have proof that there is an army of the dead marching towards us and that winter is here and we are all going to die. And I can see Cersei just being like, I'm going to unleash the mountain on him. And, like, just, like, the mountain comes up and, like, just, like, destroys this thing because it's it, they're really just, like, skin and bones. There's really nothing to them except the fact that they're fast. They're fast zombies. And they can operate weaponry. So, like, they're soldiers, but they're not... Obviously, I mean, John just kind of like shot, like put a sword through a bunch of skeletons last time and they died. So like they're still alive in some regard. So I think the mountain is just kind of like going to go walk over to them, kill the guy, kill the little white guy. And then Cersei's going to be like, well, clearly they're not that much of a threat. If like the mountain could kill them, the mountain will save us all. And then I think Jamie is going to be like, what are you saying? This is like, this is proof that this is here. We know all about, and maybe that's how we'll learn a little bit more about the White Walkers. Like, you know, maybe they'll say like, you know, this is a wise, this was a wise tale. They said there were no dragons. Dragons are here. They said there were no, no White Walkers. There's proof that the White Walkers are coming. Like we need to band together. And then maybe Jamie will kill her. Yeah, I think I think they could really get that done in one episode, given the length of it's going to be. Seeing that the the main two points are going to be with with Winterfell, and in the south, 
all the characters are together, so there's not going to be a lot of jumping back and forth between eight different locations. Um, I think that could easily happen in an episode with it being a lot of dialogue. The pacing, I think the pacing is going to return to normal here. I think they may, the beginning they might start weird because they're going to just randomly be in the south. Um, but once they all get in the same spot, I think the pacing is going to be normal because um, no one's really got to go anywhere. So I think that's going to take a be a breath of fresh air since every episode everyone's been kind of all over the place. Um, and I, I think that, I think Cersei's going to go down. Um, and I, I think, I, I see this going into, the only thing that's stopping me from Cersei going down is is Danny just going to take the Iron Throne right away? And there's a few different things that could stop that. One is the the ending. Sh- like I don't. The more I think about it, the more it's not going to happen. Because if if Cersei goes, if Cersei doesn't go down, I think this ending is going to be very plausible. That it's going to be a long shot on the wall. Um, uh, Ed is going to be looking out, and all of a sudden the dead Viserion comes rolling up and just headbutts the wall. Oh my br- god! Breaks it in half or something like that. Goes that'd, to black. That'd, yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, if Cersei dies, that ending doesn't really make any sense because while they're while they while they've gotten me on the wall, there's probably going to be some like, okay, well, Danny has the Iron Throne now, and it's gonna be like, huh. Um, so another ending might be. Um, because this is all kind of going with Danny's visions and Bran's visions. Uh, Danny's prophecy she saw in season two when she walked into the throne room, and it's nighttime and the Red Keep is just destroyed and it's either snowing or it's all ashes. And then we saw Bran's vision last season of a dragon silhouette flying over King's Landing, which he assumed was like Drogon, but it could be um, the Night King riding Viserion. And like I'm assuming. I'm assuming Viserion doesn't breathe fire anymore. Cause it's I think, ice, I think. He either breathes ice or he breathes like a mist. Uh, mi- ice would be kind of weird, but if he breathes like a mist that just instantly freezes people. Like um, or like liquid ice. Yeah, or he breathes a fog. Hydrogen. Just, <laughs> or he breathes a fog that just instantly turns people into whites. That'd be kind of cool. Oh. Um, but either way, another possible ending, I think, is him at this, him alone. The army is still north of the wall, but he just goes after King's Landing and destroys the Red Keep and then flies off and it's like, well, we can't take the Iron Throne now. We have to like, I think that's a more bleak ending than like be, Cersei dies in a pool of like, cold mist. Like there, no Cersei dies. Whatever takes game. one final sip of her wine. <laughs> that would be epic. Well, like, but first, oh, go, 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 go. <laughs> and Lannister <laughs> always pays the debts. Um, I I think uh I think when I, re- I would really like the shot of just like. Mysteria. I don't know how it's going to help with defeating the wall, especially if it doesn't breathe fire. Um, it could breathe fire, who but knows? Clearly ice kills dragons, because it killed, ice spear killed... Yeah, but now it's it's undead. Some people think that it's not even a white, it's a W-I-G-H-T, it could be W-H-I-G-H-T. Um, and it, it's an actual white walker dragon, because... There's a difference when we've seen the Night King raise the dead just by lifting up his hands, and mm. when he converted the baby into a White Walker, he actually he touched, touched his, his face head, and he yeah. touched the head of the dragon. So you could argue that this is not just some mindless zombie, and it's actually it has some brain functionality. So at that point, the White Walkers aren't immune to fire, so he could potentially still breathe fire. Um, but the White Walkers also puts out. It doesn't make sense for them to have fire, um, and at that point, how is the dragon going to take down the wall? A cool idea would be for him to like just like smash it head on because they're indestructible now except for Obsidian. So, who knows what that's gonna play out? But I do think the ending shot is either gonna be an attack on the wall or the the wall going down. Um, 
But I've also been saying that for a while. I, we've been saying that since before we even started this podcast. I said We're that like, before the wall is going to fall. Before oh I even made this podcast, is that the season finale episode six is the wall is going to be going down. Then I said this episode's going to start. First episode's going to start with the wall going down. Now I'm saying the season's going to end with the wall going down. You really want the wall to go down. Eventually it's going to. Unless they just take the anticlimactic route and take the bridge that goes across the wall. Because there is a bridge that takes you from one side of the north to the south of the wall. And they could all just march single file and go over the bridge. And <laughs> the ultimate, like, it's, ha-ha, we're going like, to take the yeah. bridge. So there's, there's different ways. No, um, I think they're going to destroy it. They want to destroy that wall. I don't think it's a matter of how can they get over. I think it's a matter of how can we express our dominance. And I think that clearly is let's destroy the wall because for millions, uh, supposedly millions of years, they couldn't get over because of the wall. So I think it's less of a, like, how do we kill people? And more of a, like, look at how amazing we are. Let's show our dominance. I also don't think... Part of me thinks the White Walkers won't even show up until next season. So maybe you'll have to get nothing about the wall. And it'll just end with Cersei. Like, I don't think... It, maybe it, it would just be a Cersei wrap Yeah, up. I don't think... like a part they're, of, they're All of their stories down in yeah. King's Landing. There's a lot of storylines going on in King's Landing. And in Winterfell that kind of need to be wrapped up before the White Walkers come. Yeah. Um, one last thing is it's kind of a minor satisfaction. I'd really like for the mountain to kill Kyburn. Um, because, oh, Frankenstein. Well, because, because of the whole beginning of Kyburn's story. Kyburn was attacked by the mountain back in season two? Season three, maybe? Um, if you get all the way back to where Kyburn started, which some people have forgotten, Rob enters Hall after the mountain and co raided it. And they find the only person alive is Kyburn, who's badly, badly injured, and Rob Stark heals up or gets someone to heal him. Um, and then uh, Bruce Bolton, still under the facade that he's helping the Starks, um, takes Kyburn back to his keep at the Dreadfort. Kyburn meets Jamie, heals his hand, and um, heads back to uh, King's Landing with uh, Cersei. So Kyburn's kind of had this hatred towards the mountain because he almost killed him. So Kyburn's experiment ah. on him isn't just to make Cersei have a strong bodyguard. She's he's taken him down from the fifth science. Like when the, in the books, it, it's a lot more evident that the mountain never died. Like they they say yeah, you can hear the mountain screaming from the black cells for weeks. So Kyburn was like doing like intense experiment. The show kind of downplayed it a little. Never really confirmed that he died or was alive or whatever. Um, but like the books is like he's clearly torturing him, doing some experiments on. Oh him. man! So it'd be kind of cool and like so the mountain like obviously is under some control. Um, but if just in the panic or uh, berserker rage takes out Kyburn too, or Kyburn can't control him, that'd be I, w- I would like to see that. What if the um, mountain kills Cersei? That'd be cool too. I mean, th- there's lots of cool ways for her to die. I, <laughs> I think Jamie is still the best way to go. Yeah, I think she has it, to die it's with the most Jamie poetic way to go um I, I don't want Tyrion to kill her I think I want, I want her to die and Tyrion killing her would be cool but it also in a way give her I think I said this before it gives her the satisfaction because right. she already what, thinks that's what she that's what she specs she's always been afraid that Tyrion's gonna kill her so if she if he just did it that'd be like I knew it you were yeah, I knew you were gonna be my so like I don't want that I want it to be unexpected um but you know, I'm gonna put the the stupidity aside. Yes. Hopefully they they've finished out their pacing, and now it's just gonna be sit back and enjoy the show. 
I'm, I'm trying to like you, Game of Thrones. Don't give me any more reason to be... Oh, I still love you. Palm to the forehead, I, I still love you, but don't give me any more hand to the foreheads type deals, because these last two episodes were like, well, why? Why? Okay, that was awesome. That was, that was, this episode was like 80% awesome, 20% stupid. Let's make it 100% awesome next week. And I'll be back here again, and Kate will be back here again, and we'll, and we'll be all either we'll be extremely disappointed or extremely. Oh well, <laughs> I I know for for a fact I will be extremely happy, but extremely disappointed in that it's ending because yes. I don't want it to end. I love Game of Thrones, and I love Game of Thrones time, and I love this podcast. Yes. So and if, if you, you wanna, love it too, if you want to hear more, you can follow me on Twitter at Get Hyped Podcast. Um, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Android, whatever your preferences, I'm on there. Get hyped. Facebook at Get uh, Hype Train One. Email with any suggestions at Gmail. Uh, get hyped at Gmail. Get hyped podcast at Gmail dot com. That was Get Hyped Podcast at Gmail dot com. Send us any comments that you like to our to Andrew's Gmail account, or any reviews you'd like us to talk about or any anything that we talked about today that you uh, want to talk more about we'd love to hear from you I know I would love to hear from you and I can I'm talking for Andrew right now too who would love to hear from you I'd love to hear from and you. Uh, yeah just feel free to talk to us and and uh, enjoy enjoy the Enj- final episode yeah enjoy don't stop complaining and just enjoy it don't <laughs> stop complaining <laughs> bye bye <laughs> <laughs>